Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. so excited to announce that Soulful Valley is now a publishing house. Following my incredible journey with Intuitive, I was led to the opportunity to train as a publisher. My first project is a multi-author book called Evolving on Purpose, Mindful Ancestors Paving the Way for Future Generations. If you are a coach or healer and are serious about creating an impact and becoming more visible and would like to invest in this project, Becoming a best-selling author in the process, send me an email to soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you an application link. We've already begun the journey. Our authors in the hub at the moment are writing their book bios. If you feel called to this amazing experience, get your application in as quickly as possible. And let's make your dreams a reality. Christine Unique McPeak earned a BS elementary education, never landed a classroom and another degree she worked with elders as a PTA physical therapist assistant. In 2019 she studied wellness through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. While figuring out how to leave an unhealthy relationship, Christine has been guiding friends and clients through shadow work for over 10 years and has been doing her own shadow work for nearly 30 years. She studied healing touch and is a level four practitioner. When a personal crisis arose in her life, she learned about the emotional freedom technique and quickly studied to become a practitioner. In the late 90s, she also became a certified laughter leader. Ha ha, yes, that really is a thing. She has also taught downhill skiing, numerous exercise classes, facilitated rock painting, has led guided nature walks, facilitated laughter programs and encourages others to use art as a way to dig into our shadow sides. But mostly, she loves to laugh and play and help others discover the patterns that don't serve them well. And together they find tools to release and forgive and help learn to like themselves more. She helps others move towards self-actualization, self-empowerment and self-love. She's developing a year-long curriculum as well as her first class loosely titled Self-Care 111. Stay tuned for adventures of Mr Lucky Cat Tales, stories for all ages with timeless lessons and messages. In the meantime, check out her Facebook page Peace Shine to see what unfolds. Hello, Christine. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Well, hello, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to have you here. I I love what you do and the humour that you bring to everything. And listeners, for those of you who don't know Christine yet, you'll you'll remember her after this episode, I'm sure. I met Christine on a course of Emma Johnson's and we're both um, really well, very into EFT because we're both EFT practitioners and we both decided to go on a deep dive 
with Emma with the Master Your Money Mind EFT course, because we obviously both knew that we needed that. <laughs> and we both loved it, didn't we? And we got to know each other in there. And then I've yeah. I've come into a few of your art classes, which have been awesome. So for our listeners, do you want to tell them a bit about yourself, Christine, and what you do? Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, thank you. Katie, I half the time I don't know where to start. I'm used to having my props and I've got a little <laughs> smiley face on a stick. I like to bring play and joy and laughter to meetings, especially because as we sit around the table, now the Zoom meetings, they can sometimes be stuffy and boring. And I usually show up with colorful props. And, you know, I just I, I became a laughter leader some 20 years ago just to learn more about leadership, really. And then I learned that we can trick our brain through pretending to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell where this is going. We're going to be laughing all the way through this one. (laughs) I know. I know. But, you know, that was the first tool that I learned about, Katie, that I learned that we can trick our brain. And then, you know, EFT came into my life, emotional freedom technique and tapping. And I, I learned about that because somebody I cared about dearly uh, had broken my heart, you know, but I didn't, you know, I took it personally. And, and when they died by overdose, addiction, possibly suicide by intention or not, I'm not sure, but his fiance called me up and let me know that he had died. And it was like, I was a bundle. I was a hot mess. And so my friend introduced me to EFT and I started tap, tap, tapping and things came up. They had nothing to do with that relationship. It went back to deep diving, you know, back to when I almost drowned when I was a little girl and I've done meditative work with people who studied shamanism. I have been seeking and deep diving. I mean, probably since I was four years old, really, if you think about it, I didn't die then. And there's other times I probably could have died since then. And I've just been really focusing on trying to be as fun and playful as I can be when I'm deep diving, because sometimes the shadow stuff isn't really fun. No, But I know on the other side of it, you know, on the other side of it is when we when we show up to meetings and we, we wiggle and we giggle and we make, you know, we we're all over the place and, and uh, we're okay to shine and be ourselves. And that's one of the biggest things I've been thinking about in preparation for our podcast is that I just, I gotta be me because there's only one me out there. There's only one you out there. That's exactly what people we're need, all isn't unique. it? For us to be ourselves and not try and be anybody else. Now here's a synchronicity between me and you because I nearly died. I nearly drowned when I was five. So I had uh, that <laughs> kind of trauma. It's one I didn't even mention in my chapter, but it was quite a big trauma because I still can't swim. <laughs> mm. Well, here's the interesting thing for me. My mom told me that it took me that summer, but I got back in the water. And I jumped off 20, 30 feet off of a cliff two, four or five summers ago, actually promoting a book that I was supposed to be co-authoring. Uh, Guts, get you for women, Guts, Grit and Grace. But that friendship, we couldn't take a deep dive in some difficult conversations. <clears throat> and uh, I learned how to shift my own shift. I learned how to shed, shift, and shine because I knew I had guts, grit, and grace. But I jumped off of that 20-foot, 30-foot down into the Lake Superior, the coldest, biggest lake in the planet. And I was afraid, not that I would drown, but that my ears might pop out because I had a stuffy nose. <laughs> so whatever fears we have, I know we can dive through them, we can tap through them, we can laugh, talk, we can 
you know, find a safe place like we met and work through the shadow sides. Um, and, that, and that's the bit that in people ways that often help us... miss, isn't it? The shadows, people, especially when yeah. you're working with the law of attraction. I was a certified in the law of attraction, but there was still stuff not working for me. And it was obviously all about the shadows. And if you haven't got so much trauma, then I guess it's easier. But when, when your life has been filled with trauma, it's a bit of a journey, isn't it? It is. And there is hope. I was just on a call yesterday. There's research out there showing that positive experiences can affect our our life as adults. So if we have abuse, neglect, and trauma, if we saw that our mother wasn't treated respectfully, or if we had someone that was incarcerated, or we didn't have many other adults outside of our home that took interest in developing relationships with us, their EFT, emotional freedom technique, can reverse that trauma, abuse, and neglect because we, we rewire, can be reversed through EFT tapping especially. The National Institute for Health studied that uh, the effect, efficacy, the efficiency of it with veterans who experience post-traumatic stress disorder during wartime trauma. So I have had some traumatic experience in my adult life. Uh, the swimming wasn't, the drown, near drowning wasn't that as traumatic for me, I think, because I got back in the water. Now, don't take me to the ocean because I watched Jaws. I don't like that. You know, I'd have to do some tapping on dun, 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 you know, the theme song for Jaws. But what I've learned through sitting on different boards and for showing up in different Zoom chats and, and meetings, working with different people that are seeking, is that we, if we can have a safe container or safe space, it's, it's important for children to have two adults outside of the home that have a relationship with them that's healthy and nurturing, that they feel that they're, they belong, that they're supported and they can tell their story, they can, they can trust. And that, you know, I guess I've, that's one of my big passions, I think. I've got a lot of interest, a lot of education, a lot of experience. I've been a, around quite a few blocks. Haven't made it all the way over to England yet, but one day I will. I'll make it around your block. Yay. Um, you know, I'm trained as a health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I didn't want to think about what we eat. I mean, I do now, three years after graduating, but I realized there are a lot of areas in life we could be out of balance. And if I can have a conversation with someone. It doesn't take me long to hear patterns in their speech to know what's coming up in their subconscious thoughts that are driving the show. And then that's where we can dive in, especially with the EFT. Now, I also, like we have been continuing our friendship through some of these art programs. And they're really just farting around with friends. You know, we're drawing I have one idea. I guide people to consider doing that. And we just chat. It's a safe place for friends to chat. But I've been using the non-dominant hand, using my left hand for me to use the opposite side of my brain. And anytime we do things that use both sides of our brain or our body is healthy for the brain. We're, we're strengthening the brain. We're creating new neurapses, new synapses. Like when we're retelling the story through EFT. So a lot of the work that I've been actually doing kind of comes to a point where I'm helping people rethink, rewire, and then leave the shadow stuff behind and not keep going back to it, keep going back to it, keep mm -hmm. going back to it and get stuck in that muck. And so when we can 
come into this present moment and know, wow, right now I just need to maybe take a deep breath. I need to help get my body out of stress mode. Fight, flight, or freeze. We're going to fight with our words, fight with our fists. Our brain is going to calculate quickly. Do I need to run away from this problem? Do I need to pretend it's non-existent? Do I need to fight somebody about it? Or our brain is going to assess, do I feel safe? Can I rest? Can I digest? Can I heal? The brain can't do both at the same time. So I'm helping people with painted rocks, with with EFT, with left and right art activities, left and right brain balancing, left and right non-dominant hand, you know, with healing touch, with laughter, with breathing techniques, with all these techniques that bring us to the present moment, but also shift off the stress switch. And that's what I love about EFT because it takes the, it's like it takes the battery out of the smoke detector for danger. When you're making bacon, you know, it gets a little hot in the kitchen and it starts smoking. It's a false alarm, but the kitchen isn't really on fire, but our amygdala, a small little part of our brain says, Oh, danger, 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 danger. Put out the fire. It's not a fire. So we, as we start to tap, we tell our amygdala, the smoke detector for danger. Let's take your battery out. You're okay. You're safe right now. You can rethink about and relive your body can relive that story, but as we tap, we're rewiring while we're reliving. And so then our brain starts to see things a little differently. Oh, well, maybe I can be safe talking about that. Maybe not with everybody yet, but there's very few things that I don't share publicly now, much to my family's dismay, <laughs> but that's okay. Because, but the thing, the thing know, is, I, what we're sharing, you know, we're helping other people, aren't we, so that they know that they're not the only ones going through these things, and that's the important thing about being authentic, isn't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Showing up wholeheartedly for ourselves, taking the best care of ourselves, self care, self love, one, one, one. I mean, one hundred and eleven percent. I'm showing up for me, and I committed to that in Lake Superior last week. And I just, I took a dive in the coldest lake and I said, you know, I got to show up for me first, take care of me first, make sure my cup is not only filled, but refillable. And then I can give back to others. Mm. And when my cup was very, very near empty at some of my darkest points in my life, there are some relationships that suffered because they couldn't see my shadow side and they couldn't see that I was in a dark place, but yet I was also still helping people in that dark place by sharing tools with them because I knew that they worked for me. Hmm. So I'm not just reading books and taking seminars and learning things online. I am living proof that these tools can shift things, that you can feel comfortable showing up to a podcast in your pajamas. <laughs> no one gets to see that. But I put on some jewelry. So I How do you know I won't keep the video? <laughs> Ah, that's okay. I did wear a brassiere today, so you keep the video. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I'm getting to where I don't care anymore what other people think about me. Mm. It's not my business what other people think about me. It's not your business what I think about you. I'm trying to be without judgment, without opinion, and I'm learning through studying another 
system, if you will, the gene keys, mm. the 64 ways to just really contemplate deep diving concepts. And a couple of those codes for me that resonate and have resonated my whole life are letting go of judgment and opinion. Yeah. If I can let go of judgment and opinion of myself, then I can of others. I think that and I've that, heard a lot. A lot of humans' issues come from that, don't they? Oh, for sure. Self judgment, self criticism, self hatred. There was a time, Katie, I didn't, I would have never been on a podcast without makeup. Are you kidding me? You know, like you could, you could do whatever you want with this video and I don't care. <laughs> but there was probably about five or six years ago where I would put scarves over my mirrors. I didn't want to look at my own reflection in the mirror. Mm. I was so, focused on the inner shadow, the inner ugly is what I called it. Now it's just shadow work. And I like to be in the shade. I don't like the direct sun anymore. I like the shade. I like the shade of a tree. But I was so focused, Katie, on that inner ugly that I didn't want to look in the mirror. And this and is an issue really... for, for many women, isn't it? The, the way, oh, especially from our generation. Well, I have a, a dear friend who we may never speak again. She thinks I'm really chaotic. She thinks I, all I do is talk about myself. And I also have watched her. I remember 17 years ago, not wanting to compare myself to her outer beauty. And in the last 17 years, I've listened to her and watched her compare herself to other women and compare herself to how she's not as pretty as the 20 year olds. Well, we're 55. So how can we compare ourselves to the 20 year olds? Gravity starts to take over. You know, you get a little bit of gray here, a little bit. Then we just get a bit wiser. Line. We've got more wisdom, haven't we? <laughs> exactly. I've never been ashamed of my age. In fact, when I was, I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to go back to 25. But if no. I could, I have some thoughts about what I'd tell that 25 year old. That um, was, that was one of my questions. I, I wanted to know what advice you would give to your 20 year old self. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You asked about the 20 year old self. I, my dad passed away at 30 years ago almost. And so, that's where my brain wanted to go back to. But I thought if I went back to 25 years ago, I would have been 30, almost 30 years old. I would have told myself to be more you, Christine. Be unique, Christine Sue, with the crazy techniques, the peak. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't spend 20 years covering up my shine and dulling my, you know, dulling my role. You know, like I'm, I'm fun. I'm playful, but I, <laughs> 20, 30 years ago, I used to use substances to feel like I could be more confident in a group of people. Mm. And I got addicted for a little while. And I like being clear and sober. I like waking up in the morning and not looking at my kitchen sink and seeing anything but paint trays because friends came over and painted rocks on a Friday night, not wine coolers and wine glasses and, mm. you know, and beer cans. So that's one thing I would definitely tell my 25, 25 year old self or 30 year old self. And I would say develop healthy relationship with yourself. Put yourself first 111% of the time. Not selfish. That's not selfish, Christine. It's self-preservation. It's self-care. It's acts of self-love. And no one else can do that for me. Nobody on the planet. I could have the best, most amazing partner ever. And he couldn't provide for me self-care. He might give me opportunities to take care of myself by going and getting a massage or blah, blah, blah. But I still have to take the action to make the appointment to go show up. And I've been doing a lot of my own self-care without those kind of resources because I can learn to be frugal with my resources and my time. And I can take care of painting rocks and painting my toes all in one evening with a video from the library. You know, like that's mm -hmm. my self-care one, one, one. And 
I'm, I'm, I, enjoy, I I'm enjoying say, the focus on my self-care being my priority. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's great, isn't it? It's great for us. We need to do that. It's required of us, I think. Um, I mean, God can't do it for us. Our husbands or wives, you know, no one can do it for us. Our, our children won't be able to, I don't have children, but if I had children, they won't be able to truly take care of me at the end of my life. They might be able to help me with some things I can't do on my own, but it's up to me to mind my own thoughts. And mm. that would be another thing. 30 years ago, I did actually start minding my own thoughts. I was looking at a woman with judgment and criticism in my head. And I was thinking in the grocery store, well, geez, if you'd quit putting junk food in your grocery cart, you wouldn't be so overweight. And that's, that's a kind version of what I was thinking. And I realized, Ooh, Christine, that's not very nice. That's kind of mean, mean, Christine, the badger queen. She was looking at your grocery, your grocery cart today. And I said, what is it about me that I can learn about me? How can I see this person? How can I see the situation? My critical thoughts is a mirror. Not that I didn't want people to think I was mean or judgmental. I looked deeper and I said, Ooh, I was afraid if I gained weight and got FHE that somebody wouldn't like me, that I wouldn't have a partner. And guess what? Guess who hasn't really had a partner in her life yet? Well, up until this week, when I decided that I'm the best partner I can ever be, I'll be the best wife to myself than any husband could ever be to me. But I looked at my own thoughts. And I said, wow, I don't like that I thought that. But instead of just quit trying to think that, I dove deeper and said it was, it was about me. And so I've looked for 30 years as how can I see things in other people that I'm inspired by and not be envious and jealous? Well, who does she think she mm. is? She's all that. No, no, no. I love people that are all that because it inspires me to be more me. Or I could look at people that irritate me and say, oh, geez. Er. Or I could say, hmm, do I have some hard edges to soften? Yeah. Yeah, you, you? you know, don't you? There's a bit of a trigger there with you. If, if you're feeling like that about somebody else, there's there's something to work on there. Oh, completely. And I can't blame you if you trigger me because they're my triggers. They're my buttons. I yeah. get to uproot them. And that's what I love about the work I do. Because ultimately, whether it's through my group Healthy Living from Afar where we focus on things that aren't just about eating, whether it's through my business, Peace Shine, where I might share with you some healing touch techniques, or we'll definitely probably do EFT tapping if your people aren't always open to it, they're afraid. But all of these different techniques and tools I've been learning all really get us down to what triggers do you have? Do you like getting triggered? Because you can't blame the person who pushes the trigger. And even if they push it on purpose, if they push your button on purpose, I would say, well, let's get you out of that friendship because that doesn't sound very healthy. But let's uproot your trigger first and then see how the relationship is like. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you could talk to someone directly say, you know, I noticed if um, I'm feeling this way that feels like you're really adding salt to my wound and I do that enough already. Can we maybe not do that anymore? And if that clear boundary isn't received from kindness and directness in a way that is collaborative or you know a healthy communication then that might be a relationship to consider pulling away from and and sometimes the relationships that we think are the the end the be all end all the soulmate the best friend i've had a lot of friendships that have pulled away when they weren't able to have direct communication and conversation and i've i haven't been mean on purpose in a long time and let me tell you i can be because i know how i can be mean to myself yeah so i'm mindful of those thoughts that i started watching 30 years ago now, 30 years ago, I wish I had put money 
aside for travel, because that's something I'd love to do if money mm. wasn't an object. If I didn't have to think about money, I'd be traveling the world. I'd be sharing my little my little rocks, my little assessment tools. I'd be reading stories that other people write. I'd be reading stories that I'm in the process of writing, Mr. Lucky Cattails and his adventures. And I would have a little cabin in the woods that I that would have an area for, for gardening and a labyrinth maybe with herbs and a guest house that my friends from all over the world could come and stay. And oh, can't wait. And it'd be, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to be one of my first ones I invite. It'll be by an old street, an, a stream with old trees and nice open space and, and paths through the woods. And, you know, I'd travel the world a little bit and I'd come back to my little nest, my little oasis and, um, and read books and write books and, and do podcasts and share tools with friends. Talking of books, have you got any book recommendations? You know, I'm really loving by Richard Rudd, Gene Keys, G-E-N-E-K-E-Y-S. I'm loving, that's what I'm really focusing on right now, but it's a really nice overview for the last 45 years of my contemplative life to see, to dive deeper. I love Carolyn Mace, Anatomy of a Spirit. I'm revisiting that. I want to study the chakras on a different level. I learned about them probably 20 years ago. I want to learn them more, learn about them more deeply after I've experienced and have been around a few blocks. And I, one of my all time favorites, I never hardly ever leave the house without is Louise Hayes, Heal mm. Your Body. It's a small yeah. little reference guide and it gives us affirmations. But what I like to focus on is not the affirmation, it's the possible cause. Because I know we can spend all day long saying, I am great. I am great. I am great. And then there's a little part of us that says, yeah, but don't be too loud. Yeah, but don't be too great. That little voice that says, yeah, but that's, that's where I want to focus our attention on because that is a sabotager for us. Mm -hmm. And that's what's keeping us from experiencing our glory and our brightness and our shininess and keeping us from shining from the inside out. And my business is called Peace Shine because I've been working on inner peace. In fact, I'll read you what I, the first piece of artwork I put in my office over 12 years ago, peace. It does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. And that's unknown who wrote it. But I'm helping people find peace and calm Thank you for in their own heart. Have you got any tips that you can give to our listeners if they're struggling with their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being at the moment? Uh, definitely find an emotional freedom technique practitioner if that resonates for you. Put a crayon or a pencil in your non-dominant hand and draw something, anything. Just don't censor it. Just draw it. And notice if your mind is really critical about what you're drawing, but just get it out of your head. Uh, I would have you look into some breathing techniques. And I can end with a nice breathing technique. Um, but I would have people turn to art and especially emotional freedom technique if mm. you're really struggling to practice. I know that's the one. I, I've done so many things, but the emotional freedom technique for me is the one that really, really shifted into the shadows and the, the subconscious uh, stuff that, that hides away. I would agree 111% with that, mm. Katie. All of the tools I've been learning, I would say to focus on your breath because that brings you into this moment and it turns off the stress switch if we use a deep belly breath. But then when you need to go deeper, we can't breathe everything away. It's that EFT tapping that I continue to come back to. 
mm. of all the training and tools. I mean, I've taught downhill skiing. I've taught exercise classes. I have an education degree as an, as, and I miss my calling as an art teacher, but I'm doing master's level art therapy type work, according to two of my friends who are in the art world. And so I would encourage people to notice that their breath is shallow and fast. Maybe even have them close their eyes for a moment. Breathe in through your nose and just exhale. Like the wind. Exhaling like you're blowing at a candle, but not, not blowing it out, just flickering the flame. Breathing in. Like you're smelling your favorite flower, a lily of the valley. And then exhaling. Another breath in. Exhaling out. You can do that anytime, all day long, anywhere. And that gets us in the moment. It might not be as accessible as tapping EFT style or going through the protocol of emotional freedom technique tapping, but at least it will help to get you in the moment. Then you can start to pay attention to your body and notice if your, if your stomach is giving you a little bit of tension. Then that gives you an idea of where to start tapping later in a, in a more appropriate setting or with a practitioner who's trained like Katie, like you and I are, Katie. Hmm. Same. So, and laughter. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right? Nothing like a bit of laughter therapy. Mm-hmm. Where can our listeners find you if they want to work with you, Christine? Uh, right now I'm in the middle of revamping because, and repivoting because, uh, we're doing more of our work online and not in person, but I have a Facebook page, peace shine, like the sun shines. And they can also, if they're interested in learning more, maybe from a perspective through a wellness coach, healthy living from afar, that's a private group that I believe you're in Katie, and maybe you can speak to some of the content it's not just about what we eat it's about where we might be out of balance with joy or creativity or relationships or career every week we have a different theme and topic that we talk about and we pose a lot of thought-provoking questions Uh, or they can send me an email and I'll provide that for you in writing uh, as I probably will be changing that too all of this information will be in the show notes anyway so I'll make sure of that is there anything else that you wanted to share today? No, just, you know, shed your stuff, shift through the shift through the darkness and the shadows. And, and there is light on the other end of that. In fact, it's so much brighter that you will shine. And I just, I'm, I want to say Havala Vam. I learned that from our friend from Croatia and Miigwech, which is the way to say thank you in the Native American indigenous population where I live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, merci. I took French like 35 years ago. I don't remember much, but Titos is finished for thank you. And I'll say namaste. Namaste. And take good, very good care of yourself, Katie. And then we can take, we can help take care of each other. We can. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming in today, Christine. Bye for now. Bye for now. Trust your intuition now. 
Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. Hopefully you will have heard something today that helps you feel a little lighter and more connected and aware of who you really are. My aim is to share love, light and wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think that it would help them in any way. You can find me at the Soulful Valley podcast page on Facebook. My website is soulfulvalley.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Soulful Valley. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.